Welcome to the Morning Huddle, where business, healthcare, and lifestyle meet. This platform is designed to educate and equip business-minded training healthcare professionals to become the leaders in an evolving healthcare landscape. We are your hosts, Dr. Jermaine Fetty and student Dr. Kamal Smith. Today, we'll be continuing our conversation with Dr. O, general dentist and owner of multiple successful practices within North Carolina. Dr. O will be sharing further details on his journey to practice ownership, tips on developing confidence as a young dentist, and his keys to leadership. Enjoy part two of today's episode. So you being a general dentist, and as well as Dr. Leah being a general dentist, what motivated y'all to, to move into the pediatric space? That is definitely an excellent question. Um, and I, I always told myself that I would never open up an office where I couldn't take over and do what they do. <laughs> um, but we, we just saw a need, especially in Fayetteville. Uh, we saw a massive need for, for pedo. And we don't have a lot of pediatric specialists in favor. Um, so we, as an office, we had a lot of challenges um, getting our patients, the patients that come in, the kids that come in that we are not able to see we had a lot of challenges, you know, finding an office that was able to accommodate them. Um, there was maybe a long wait list. Or we had offices that maybe they don't take Medicaid or maybe they had an age cutoff at the, after the age of six, they don't take in any more kids. Uh, so it, it was just insane. Um, so we, we saw that need and we saw that there was a, there's a massive need for pedo in Fayetteville. Um, so we, we decided to take on the challenge. We, we felt like um, we can open up an office, make it a beautiful office like we do with O2. And we believe that we can, and then we just have to look for an excellent dentist to, to join us and to believe in us, which luckily we were able to find with Dr. Mensa. Um, so for us, it was just about saying that need and just, we didn't want to just ignore it and act like it does not exist. <laughs> we wanted to do something that, so that we could um, help out a lot, of, a lot of the patients that we are not able to see as, as GPs. That's good. You see a hole, you fill a hole. I respect that. Okay. So now that, now that you have all these different brands and you, they're, they're all created and now you're in the process of building, what are some strategies that you're implementing to help build these from being single practices into, into an actual brand? Yeah. So, um, so we, we definitely want O2 and Dino to feel like unique offices. You know, we want Dino to kind of feel like a special place for kids. And we, we want moms that are looking for those services to know exactly where they can go to. So we don't, we don't exactly, the intention is never to make O2 and Dino feel like one office or to feel the same. Uh, what we want to accomplish is, um, I think we want to continue to offer the convenience 
um, that patients are looking for and also being able to offer services that are affordable by having a lot of financial options for patients. Uh, so I, I think those are the key components that I would say have been key to the success of O2. Uh, and we need to continue to push that. We need to continue to focus on uh, patient convenience. We need to continue to focus on affordability for, for patients because a lot of dentists are not focused on that. Um, so it's a, it's a huge opportunity that we can take advantage of. So I believe as long as we continue to, continue to do this, um, to focus where we need to focus, I think we will always have the opportunity to, to be successful and to continue to scale and open additional clinics. That's really good. With you being honestly growing to become one of the biggest names in North Carolina, what kind of advice would you give to associates or dental students that are about to graduate that are interested in becoming practice owners one day? Yeah, excellent question. Um, I think my biggest advice would be to try to figure out what you want to do <laughs> as quickly as as quickly as you can. Um, obviously, you know you have people that want to specialize and they'll, they'll go into that. You have people that want to go into public health and they'll go into that. Um, but I think it, it's definitely key to find out, to look into the future and see what's gonna be best for you. Um, think of the life that you want, the lifestyle that you want. Um, do you want the Monday to Thursday, nine to five lifestyle? Um, and that's, that's okay, you know, there's, there's nothing bad about that. But just identifying exactly what you want and the lifestyle that you want and the city that you want, where you want to be, where, where you want your family to be. Um, so I think you need to answer those questions for yourself as quickly as possible. And every single step, every single decision that you make has to be with all of those goals, all of those components, all of those um, things that you want. You know, you, you have to be making decisions to get you close to that goal. That's really good. So throughout this entire journey of building practices and acquiring practices, throughout all this learning, what is the, probably the best financial advice you've received throughout this entire process? <laughs> um, the best financial advice that I ever got was back in, I think it was back in dancing school, actually. It was, um, I think I went to an SNDA event. So, one of some event like that and I was talking to dentists and I met with this two dentists that were older um gentlemen I, I would say maybe the age of 60 and I was asking them about investments and I was asking them about all the investments that they, they got into and what is best you know what what should I invest in and the best advice that he gave to me was um, dentistry is the best investment. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I took that and I've just, <laughs> I've gone with it, obviously. So 
And it's like, uh, you know, my, my investment is always in opening up dental clinics. Um, so that's where I've chosen to focus. That's, that's my personal investment. Um, so I, I would have to say that's the best advice. That's good. That's good. I got one last question for you. Yeah. So, um, for the next five to 10 years, I'm sure you and Dr. Liddy have talked to vision and, and bigger uh, things to come. <laughs> What would you say your vision for O2 and Dino is moving forward in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, good question. Um, I think we definitely, as, as we continue to get bigger, uh, I think we are noticing that it's much bigger than us now. And, and there's, so, there's so much that we can do by ourselves. So I think for us, um, one of our goals, one of the things that we want to focus on as we continue to scale is we want to focus on developing the dentists, the doctors that come to O2. We want to get them involved in leadership and ownership and put them in key positions so that they can be successful and they can help us build what we want to accomplish. Um, so I think that that's one of the that's one of our biggest goals in the next five to 10 years, investing in our doctors and giving them the tools and the investment opportunities so that they can be um, as successful as, as us in this model. And we don't, we don't have a lot of, we don't have a specific number of clinics that you know, we want to get into. Um, one of the, so we kind of see this as, as long as we continue to enjoy what we are doing and we have success, we'll continue to, to build. If that's one office a year, if that's two, if that is five, it doesn't matter. Uh, we want to make sure that we are doing this carefully and that we are calculated in the decisions that we make and that we are, you know, doctors are such a big component too you know we want to make sure that we have good people besides beside us you know that are on the same page and have the same vision um so we are not as much looking um for speed but we are just looking to scale carefully um efficiently and to build something that at the end of the day we can look back on and say you know we, we, we went about it exactly like we should have. We, we didn't do something just because. Yeah, I, I really like that. I feel like in your practice, you all not only invest in the practice, but you invest in the people. And you want to see uh, your associates and every member of your team be as successful as they can and continue to build uh, their leadership skills and, and their just skills as a practitioner in general. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really respect that. And, um, a common thread that I've been really receiving throughout your entire um, talk is really just confidence, being confident in uh, being a, a dentist, being confident in being a practice owner. And um, how, what advice would we give for new dentists and um, associates just on building that confidence um, as a clinician? Um. That's a, that's a good question. It's also a difficult question. Um, because, you know, confidence obviously is from the inside, um, just believing 
in yourself, believing that you you have the skills, you have the education. Um, I'm just a, you're, you're just as good as you know the next guy. Mm. Um, there's nothing that's there's nothing that makes anyone better than you, except for your ability to to believe in yourself and to believe in your in your own skills and in your abilities to to be successful. So I think that that's the that's the only advice you can honestly give. Just you know, you you have all the skills that you need to to succeed. There's nothing that makes anyone more special than you. Um, so just believe that you can do it. Um, come up with a a plan. Come up with goals, and take steps. Design is you know sequential steps. This is the first thing I'm going to do. This is the second thing I'm going to do until you get to that goal that you have for yourself. But I think that's my best advice when it comes to self-confidence. We all can't be like Dr. Fetty, you know, that's the most confident man I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite that confident, but hopefully one day. <laughs> if you don't mind, I would like to pass that question. Back to Dr. Fetty. Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> Get on Jermaine then. Let, let him teach us about confidence. <laughs> I'm not an expert when it comes to confidence at all. But one thing I will say is preparation, honestly, is the best form to get over any uh, lack of confidence. Um, if you know that you're not as strong in a particular area, just over-prepare for it. If you know you hate public speaking, practice public speaking. If you know you have trepidation when it comes to talking to patients, Talk to your parents as if they're patients until you get that those reps up. Honestly, I think eventually you just got to keep getting those reps up and the more confident you become. I mean, as we're always told, patients don't really know the kind of dental work you do. They just know how you make them feel. And that's why when patients stay with a certain clinician for 20 or 30 years, somebody from the outside will talk to that clinician and be like, why would you stay with this person for 20 or 30 years? But mm -hmm. that people who are part of that person's patient base they know that clinician, they build up that rapport. So rapport and honestly practice is really gonna get you there. Like I said, I'm not an expert at all. I just I just love what I do, man. I yeah. I do. yeah. I think, you know, also one, one thing that I think affects a lot of people's confidence is they're scared to fail. You know, the, the, fear, the fear of failure is definitely going to you know, impact the level of confidence that we have. So um, I think we, we kind of have to change the way we see failure. Um, it's not the end, you, you haven't failed, you know, it's a, it's a lesson, you know. Now you know what not to do. Mm. And then you go back and you, you, you find a new way to do it and you do it much better than you did before. Um, but you, we have to change our mindset on how we, we see failure and now it affects us um, and our confidence level. But well, feeling like um, really isn't put into a safe space in dentistry. You know, in dental school, when you fail on your CETA or whatever, that's a few thousand extra dollars out of your pocket. Plus, you got to mm -hmm. drive to a different school. Mm -hmm. If you fail in a course, you got to remediate. But in reality, I mean, if, if you come straight out, well, that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm appreciative of the, of the opportunity you provided. It's 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 a safe space to really learn what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And when yeah. you fall short. Is it more of a reprimandation or if it's, these are the areas we can help improve on. These are the things you do well, and this is how you can continue to grow. So, you know, when you're coming from the shock of dental school and then you go into your first associateship and 
they're saying, you know, I expect you to be proficient at everything. I mean, you're going to curl up into just doing, just like you said earlier, all I want to do is feelings. It's not mm-hmm. because they just want to do feelings. It's because they, they're afraid to fail at anything else. And they know feelings I can do replicatable across any patient, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, good points, good points. And, I mean, I would challenge anyone to find anyone that is successful at anything that hasn't failed <laughs> at some point along the way, um, that hasn't made mistakes. Um, so, you know, it's, it's all a component of this, this journey, you know, um, is that, you know, you, you will fall and you will take some steps back and it's okay. You have to understand that it is okay. Um, and it shouldn't affect your level of confidence about yourself. Um, it should, hopefully it's something that motivates you to, to do better and to get up and to, to try it again. Yeah. I think that that's a mindset that can even be applied uh, within dental school, just redefining failure and um, finding a failure as it, it's only a failure if you don't learn something from it. And exactly. Yep. If, you, if you learn something from it, you're just preparing yourself. You're learning how to succeed. Yep. You're exactly. succeeding or you're learning how to succeed. The only time you really truly fail is when you don't learn something from it or you don't try that thing again. Absolutely. Um, respect that sending. I think that's something that listeners can really um, just kind of gain value from that, whether they're whatever part in the journey that they're in. If they're at, uh, a dental student, if they're trying to get in dental school, it, it applies um, across the board. Um, mm-hmm. So I've got two more questions for you. Um, one yep. is uh, what has been mo- one of the most rewarding experiences that you've had? Um, as a dentist um, to this point in your career? Yeah, good question. Um, I think it has to be just watching the people that have been with us since the beginning and seeing how much they have developed and looking back at how they came in and looking at them now and just saying, wow, you know, you've, you've come a long way, you've developed so much. Um, you know, we, we have people that, you know, they came in and they were doing check-in, you know, they were checking patients in, and now they're upper management. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stuff like that is amazing, you know, seeing how, how much people can develop and seeing the potential um, in all the people that, that come in. And it's, it's all about, you know, identifying that potential and being the ability to cultivate it and to build up their confidence and to make them see what you see in them and making them believe that they can accomplish these amazing goals as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, even even doctors, you know, um, young doctors coming in and then um, now they've developed into like top level clinicians and now, you know, maybe they're, they're leading an entire office. Mm. Um, you know, seeing stuff like that is quite amazing. And I, I have to say that's what I enjoy the most. Definitely. I think that speaks to your leadership that your most rewarding experiences are not rooted in your success, but the success of those that you trained. I yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, that really speaks to, to you as a, as a leader and a practice owner within O2. 
Um, so my last question is, if you had to give a piece of advice um, to yourself as a dental student, knowing what you are now, uh, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self um, in dental school? Yeah, good question. I, I think, um, you know, going back to what I said about, you know, how much it is a blessing to go to a school like UNC and being among people that are the best of the best, the most knowledgeable in their fields. I, I don't think that's something that I took advantage of. I think, you know, if I could go back, I would definitely try to make those connections, um, ask more questions, and just try to take advantage of the amazing people that you're exposed to day in and day out. And um, so I, I think if I could go back and change something or give myself advice, I, I think that's that's what it would be. And also I, I would have to say, um, focusing more on leadership skills um, because that is so vital to your success. Going back to what we talked about, you know, the ability to, being a dentist is a leadership position. No matter how you want to slice it or dice it, no matter how you look at it, being a dentist is, you're being put in a big leadership position. And I don't, I don't, I never quite understood why they made such a big deal about leadership before they let you into dental school. Yeah. But now, you know, I completely understand, you know, you, not only are you leading your team, your, your assistants, your admin team, your clinical team, whatever, you're also leading your patients, you know, that's, yeah. that's a leadership um, skill too. And that's a leadership, leadership position as well. The ability to lead patients and to help guide them and for them, for you to be able to, the ability to, for you to let them see what is best for them and to convince them to take the best steps that they need for their dental health. You know, that, that is a leadership position as well. So I, I think if I could go back, I would definitely have focused more on leadership and taking on more leadership positions um, because your ability to lead is it's going to affect your level of success mm -hmm. in life and, and also as a dentist. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. That's powerful. So that was my last question. Uh, lastly, I just want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us, uh, to share your journey, your insights, um, really took away what you said about leadership and redefining failure and how that can just be a mindset shift that you can train in dental school and take throughout your career. So we just really want to thank you for being on here. Uh, we wish you all the success with O2 and, and everything you're doing right now. Look forward to supporting you. Definitely want to thank you for coming on today, Doc. And um, just wanted to tell you personally, I, I appreciate the opportunity you and Dr. Lee have provided. Um, very unique. I, I want to really talk to all the young associates out there or the ones coming out of dental school. Um, where you practice that first year out is going to be so vital to your confidence. It's going to be so vital to the rest of your career. I would really put a lot of time and attention to researching who you, what organization you want to be a part of moving forward. Um, I remember the first time I talked to Dr. O, it was a Saturday morning. We finally connected and we spoke. Um, I knew at that point this, he's special. 
And I always tell them, I believe in your vision. I believe in the vision that you that you set forward, you and Dr. Lydia. So, um, like I said, I, I did a lot of research, seeing who I really wanted to commit the majority of my time to on a weekly basis. And um, I'm, I'm still happy with the decision that I made. And like I said, to all the young associates, really do your research. If it's, is it an opportunity for you to grow? Is it a, is it a nurturing environment? Or are you just another doc in a seat to, to crank out some restorations? Really go with those who really want to invest in you and help you become the best you can possibly be. Again, thank you, Dr. O, um, for, for you and Dr. Lydia, for all you and your organization has done. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I am honored by your invitation. I wish you continued success with your podcast. And as you finish dental school and Dr. Ferdi, as you continue on your journey as a, a new dentist, a confident new dentist. <laughs> but thank you all so much for the time and for the conversation. And I, it was quite enjoyable. Definitely. Uh, thank all of our listeners for listening today, and we'll see you all next time.